There we go. What is up, everybody? Back again, another episode of this time profiling all about the tight ends. Uh, we've been diving into basically my type five, top five guys to pay attention to this upcoming draft. Um, it's been a lot of fun diving into some of these guys. Um, probably two of them you've never heard of, which is A-OK. -okay. But real quick, before we get into this episode, this is the fan section brought to you for fans, by fans from across the college landscape, from section 100 to section 300, bleachers down to the suites. My name is Alan. Tyson is out of this episode this week, um, but we'll get to, we'll put our heads back together. It's basically two dudes talking college, dropping knowledge. If you want to get to the mailbag, the mail the fan section one at gmail.com. Also, the Twitter handle, the fan section, and we do now have an Instagram. So hopefully you can send us questions on that if you if you'd like to as well. Just more ability to for you guys to actually like you know talk to us, converse with us, tell us your thoughts, feelings, um, see how the show is going, um, and give us your questions and you know like I said more thoughts, which is great. Um, and I put my thoughts to pretty much the ultimate test trying to grade some of these guys. Um, like I said, this episode is all about the tight ends. So tight ends profile is kind of two, either there are two, two letters. So there's a T or a Y, and I'll explain that in a little bit depth or a little bit later. What I look for is from the tight ends is obviously blocking ability. Is there, it's more of a mindset, right? Like, are they willing to block? Is that their mentality? Because first and foremost, you're a blocker on the line. You're basically an extra tackle at that point. Um, tight end is actually one of the hardest positions outside of quarterback to transition into the NFL because you have to learn all of the blitz sets, the schemes. You have to be on the same page with the center. You have to be on the same page with the receivers, what routes. Obviously, the quarterback as well, where the route depth needs to be. I take all that into consideration. Obviously, at the college level, it's not as it's still in depth, but it's not as in depth as it would be at the NFL level, right? So, um, with them being a T or a Y, right? So a T is like a Darren Waller from the Oakland Raiders. Like he's a very good blocking tight end. Um, also very good at possession, right? He's gonna and he's he's just a bigger body player, right? Um, that's what you profile as when you fear T. Um, someone that's not, you're not a burner, obviously. Um, but then on the other side of that, you have a Y, like a Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey can, um, he's a burner for sure, um, can run himself open. When he does block, he's not like, obviously he, he's learned since he's come to the league, but when he first came to the league, he profiled more as a Y. Um, he just wasn't very good at blocking. And a lot of tight ends aren't, they they learn that throughout their career um, at the next level for sure. And it's one of those things where, like a David Njoku, for example, very good at blocking. It was kind of the total package, um, and now he's actually getting a chance to shine. But So he profiled more as a, what's called the um, – it's, it's, it's not really a T or Y. It's kind of an H, a hybrid. Um, so, yeah. There, but none of these guys are going to profile as hybrids. Maybe, maybe Wiedermeyer, but I really don't think so. Um, but anyway – Moving forward, so I ranked them, you know, on my top five list, one through five, um, based on just what I think how overall how good they can be and how good they are right now. Um, who I have number one obviously might shock some people, um, but I, I I just had to put him there because he's the he's probably the most complete package. And this draft, there's not a Kyle Pitts. There's not who was dominant in the passing game, the the run game as well. Um, and it was just always open, right? It was just bigger than everybody else. Just like I think next year it'll be Denzel Washington, a style like that. There's not that tight end. Um, there's a there, These boys are big. Don't get me wrong. I mean, most of them profile. I think the shortest one is 6'3", so, and, and 240 pounds. So, like, 
they, these are big boys running down the seams. Um, they do make it difficult for linebackers to cover. I also look for how well do they set the edge? Like once they put their feet down, are they moving? Are they getting moved? Are they able to strike first? Um, how's their release off the line? Is that is it slower? Is it which if it's slower, obviously the they, they might be the third or fourth route, you know, like option at that point. But you still need to be pretty quick off the line. You can't let your release be um, hampered by getting, you know, slammed down by the edge rusher or whatever at that point. So these are all kind of things I look for when I do grade these guys. So first on this list is Trey McBride. And probably none of you outside of Colorado State have heard of him. Um, he is from Colorado State. He's a Ram. So the reason why I put him number one over Wiedemeyer is simply because he can line up all over the field. Um, and he's very versatile. Uh, he's got great lateral burst, a very quick for good release, right, which is what I like to see. Because as a tight end at the next level, you're going to be asked to block, but probably 70% of the time in a like on a team, you're running routes, you're catching the ball, you're moving the chains, you're trying to find first downs. Um, his What I've noticed about him is his when he's matched up against a linebacker, he's ability to overturn their hips. And what I mean by that is if he gives you a shoulder fake going left, the linebacker obviously thinks you're going to his right. He's going to open up his hips to the right side, and then he goes to the, he goes to the opposite side. He'll go to their left. So his, his ability to turn their hips and make them put in a really, really tough position to – because linebackers don't – they're not known for makeup speed, obviously. And we'll dive into that when we profile the linebackers. But as as things that I've noticed about him note-wise, he overturns the linebacker's hips. He's really good at body blocking the defender away from the catch. Um, so if the ball is, say, he runs like a 10-yard in, um, which is go up 10 yards and then turn around toward the – and then come back toward the quarterback – his body, his position, his body positioning is so well in front of the linebacker or the safety at that point that they can't get a hand. They, if they get a hand in, it's usually on his shoulder because he's able to turn into the ball. One thing I did notice though, he does catch the ball a lot with his, his chest, not necessarily his hands. That's something you want to see him work on in the future. Um, obviously, you don't want a chest catcher in the NFL because. Everybody's really good as DBs and linebackers, and they're taught to punch the ball, out of, you know, out of your hands. Um, and if if you you're basically shortening it, you're shortening the distance their arm has to travel versus from your chest versus if the hand if you're catching it out in front of your body, you know, that's like 12 inches for sure, you know, a minimum. So basically, like things to keep an eye on. Um, he's got decent blocking skill, but it's I wonder. He's profiled as a really good pass blocker and a run blocker, but I also wonder what competition he's kind of facing. Like, obviously, against Wyoming, you're not going to see the premier edge rushers. Against Nevada, you're not going to see a premier edge rusher. You know what I mean? So I just hope that that's not an underlying issue um, that will kind of go against him as far as his blocking. But he does have really good technique. That's what I've noticed. He strikes really quick, um, gets the – whoever it is, if he is in a, in a pass pro situation, which is pretty rare. They usually have him running routes probably about 80% of the time. But um, his first strike actually throws off edge rushers first move, which is what you that's a, that's a dream for anybody that wants a tight end that can block. Um, so, yeah, but his best his best trade is for sure blocking. Um, I think he's more I think he's actually the, the most complete tight end in this draft. But like I said, his blocking ability might be overshadowed by overshadowed by the level of competition. Um, then number two on this list, a lot of people I'm sure have heard of this guy, Jalen Wiedemeyer. Um, very good size. He's hard to miss. Like, it, the dude is 6'6". Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's very hard to miss. Um, 
you see him in the maroon for AM and you instantly know that's the guy that I'm going to throw the ball to a, a good portion of the time. Calzada, I feel like, needs to throw only to him at times, um, and he has. But he's very good size. He's definitely a red zone threat, great hands. He's actually a threat at all three levels, in between the 20s, off the first release. Um, you know, even even those short, like, flat routes, throw him the ball. Um, that's what I've noticed, too. His, uh, his blocking has actually improved tremendously, uh, and he, that's all from mindset, and I really want – Shannon Sharp said this. Blocking is a mentality. It doesn't – you don't necessarily have to be the best person, like, you know, the fastest or the strongest to block somebody. You just get in their way and mentally say, I'm going to beat you on this play. I'm going to strike first. Remember your technique. He's actually learned that. His first two years – at AM, he was actually only in passings or in, in run blocking sets just to learn how to be a better run blocker. And he, it's it's paid dividends for sure. Um, I've also noticed the kid likes to work a lot, meaning he's always involved in the play some way, type, or form, meaning he's looking for work blocking a safety, blocking a linebacker, trying – because you never know when that last – say the, the running back spins through the line, and if you you already in the second level as a tight end – you're going to the safety. Well, if you don't block the safety, what if he, you know what I mean? That could be the difference between, you know, hitting your head on the goalpost as a running back versus getting a big 10-yard play. You know what I mean? And I've noticed that Wiedemeyer has been the cause of a lot of really big run plays simply by looking for work and looking for someone to block. And I really like that. I think the kid just loves contact personally. And if I was 6'6", 260, I would like contact too. I'm not going to lie. Um, but the point is that, like, I think he's he's – he needs a little bit more polish and pass protections and sets that I've seen. His footwork obviously can use a little bit of work. He does like to get – they get too close. They're not sure they're worth the part. He doesn't have – his base, once it's – once he's beaten on a bull rush, he's beaten. Like he'll either fall down or he'll just get beat off the edge because his, his right foot isn't fast enough. And I mean, he's not a tackle. He's not supposed to kick out like that. But that's just one thing I've noticed, and they'll definitely work with them. If, trust me, if I've noticed it, NFL scouts have seen this, and NFL teams who are planning on drafting him will work on this the first week. So um, as far as his hands go, great hands. Ability to catch actually with his, with his hands, not his chest. That's what I like to see as well. Um, but, yeah, just going back to the difference between, you know, one and two, um, McBride and Wiedemeyer, the only difference is, is that McBride's a little bit more polished as a blocker versus Wiedemeyer. And then on this list, number three, is Cole Turner uh, from Nevada. So if you've been watching Carson Strong, and I hope you have after you've listened to my quarterback prospect um, podcast as highlighting Carson Strong, Cole Turner is his number one target, which is really good. And I really think that's been benefiting both Cole and Carson to use each other. Um, they, they seem to have a really good relationship chemistry-wise. They're always on the same page. Um, it's, it's, it's actually really cool to see. Um, when you know what you're looking for, great size. This kid has a knack for finding first downs. Like he's not necessarily the fastest. He's got decent speed. Really, I mean, his hands are okay. But what what really sets him apart is his release off the ball. It appears he's way faster than he really is. Like his release, you're like, this kid runs a four three. No, he actually runs a four seven, but that's okay. His release, though, his first two steps off the line are insane. Um, and that's what I think gives him the edge. He's actually able to run himself open on some of the shorter routes, which are, like I said, he finds first downs pretty well. He's not necessarily a big red zone target, which is okay. Um, and blocking-wise, he's not going to overpower you. He's just not strong enough, and his contact on first strike isn't – he's not going to push-pull you one way or the other. Um, he just doesn't have the strength yet, but he does have room to get stronger, obviously. Anybody can hit the weight room. Um, and which, you know, 
it's not a bad thing that he's not able to do that. He just profiles more as a as a possession, you know, tight end, someone that I would probably put in the slot and just say, all right, dude, go to work against this linebacker, have a good day. You know what I mean? Um, and then fourth on this list, it'd be Jeremy Ruckert. Um, good speed, decent hands. Uh, he can run really good deep routes, but like it's kind of deceiving in the sense where he doesn't. He's not a burner. You know what I mean? But he does get to that third level pretty easily. Um, it's one of the things where you wonder, obviously the linebackers that slow or, you know, just for whatever reason, I've just noticed he's actually, you know, his release isn't bad, but it's not great. Um, it, there's just times where it's slower than others. Like, you know, going back to, um, McBride or Wiedermeyer or, or even Cole, their releases are kind of all the same all the time. Ruckert's is actually kind of like every play it's different. You don't know what you're going to get. And I don't know if that's schemed that way. Like I, there was a couple plays where I looked at like on third down that I was like, okay, that was a delayed, that was like, you know, a delayed boot, which means like the tight end will pretend to block and then kind of sneak out the middle. All right. Well, his release is going to be dog shit on that one. Right. So that's something not to, it's, you can't really go against him, but then there's other players. You're like, okay, this play is taking a little while to develop. Was he the first read? Has he just not gotten to the spot yet? CJ Stroud, Hitting him, obviously CJ Stroud has two really good weapons on the outside, but um, you know Rucker is definitely one of those third options for sure. Um, so yeah, this is something I noticed. His release is kind of inconsistent at times. Um, another knock on him is his his blocking improvement needs a lot of improvement in the sense where his where his hand placement is. He doesn't strike first. Um, he doesn't knock the the edge rusher off, and he's going against you know the Big Ten, so pretty elite. Not elite, but pretty solid pass, you know, edge rushers, uh, you know, defensive ends, um, guys like that. So he does kind of get beat on the outside and the inside a little bit, a little bit too much for my liking as far as a tight end. If you get beat on the inside, it's okay because your tackle kind of has, you know, inside out. But if you get beat on the outside as a tight end, you're the last resort. Like, you can't be getting beat on the outside. Um, so, yeah, that's something I've noticed. Really good hands. Um, and then, like I said, good speed, which is, you know, a pro for him. Um, and just work on the release, make it the same each time. That's my only kind of not like nitpicking on that. Um, and it's kind of shocking because coming from Ohio state, like you would think that they would, I mean, the tight ends that have been in there in the past, you know what I mean? They're, they're pretty big name dudes. So just, you just wonder if maybe they switched, I don't know if they switched tight end coaches or what, but you know, I'm not knocking him. I'm saying he's, he's on my top five list for a reason at number four. But I, these are things that I definitely want to see him improve before he gets to the next level. Um, and then finally, Greg Dolchich out of UCLA. Uh, speed to get to the second level with ease. The kid has a great release, um, catches in traffic better than I think I've seen anybody in the nation. And that includes a lot of receivers, actually. The dude knows how to position his body. He's got amazing body control, um, to ability to adjust to really poor thrown balls. Um, ability to go up and get the 50-50 ball, ability to just out-leap defenders. I, I think he's actually – he shouldn't be a tight end, honestly. He should be – if, if he was if he was skinnier and smaller, he'd probably be the best receiver in the nation, honestly. Um, but the fact that his blocking ability is really good on the initial strike, obviously you, you have to put him on the line at that point, right? Um, he's – as far as like his speed though, like getting to the second level, it's like almost like his speed is like he maxes out pretty quick. You know what I mean? He doesn't have any nitro. Like if he had nitro in the tank, then obviously he'd be way faster. But it's like he's zero to 60 in three seconds, but he stays at 60. You know what I mean? So everybody catches up to him. He's not going to run himself open against DBs. His route running does need a little bit of improvement. And I think that's probably a good reason what makes him look so good as far as catching in traffic because he's always – 
he's not able to run himself free. He's not able to get open on those on those you know crossing routes or dragging routes. Um, so that's something you'd like to kind of see him improve. Just do some speed training, man. Like um, as far as your body control, though, like like I said, no one's better in the nation. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like as a tight end, there's only so much so much like you can outside of like all of them need blocking, right? Like we can all agree that nobody's blocking is perfect. But I like to get into the nitty gritty as far as like the route running, the catching. How do you catch it? How does your release off the ball? And you know, going back to Dolchitz, his release is actually pretty solid off the off the line. Um, but yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. It's been pretty it's a pretty quick one. Um, diving into the tight ends. Next week is going to be all about the receivers, so I'm really excited for that. Um, got a lot of notes on those guys because they're all divas and they want you to take a ton of notes on them and they always want to flash, right? So, without further ado, my name is Alan. This has been a tight end draft preview special, and I am out.